11 o'clock comics episode 206 All over the place. I have like two items I read recently that are fun, that, that just caused me to groan. Like literally out loud. Well, wow. no, not so much. One dad. That's funny you say that because I was going to say like, uh, sometimes you get the comic books and other weeks the comic books get me. <laughs> <laughs> this was one of those weeks where like almost everything I read was like, huh. Yeah, I was not. One of them I wasn't feeling and then when I went back to after from it and, and uh, well, I mean, I'll, I'll be but I was just like, that kind of, it gets on me, just kind of what someone I wasn't expecting. And, it was uh, on you. I didn't mean it. I know. Well, and by it. the way, uh, I knew you appreciate this, David, because the conversation last year about that. I think he was on the Suntress's show. Yes. And he's, did you listen? No. I, I knew it was on. No, because okay, that yeah. Oh yeah, because so, but he was talking about the uh, the prose pieces in the uh, early issues, and he was saying that uh, he he like he was making fun of himself, saying that they clearly fucked up because his intention was that it wasn't supposed to be anything like like uh, it wasn't like he was trying to take shortcuts. He was actually trying to to convey that it was Val- Valeria's uh, notes in her iPad. Oh, uh, but he said I that any. But he was laughing. He's like, "But clearly, we didn't do a very good job of that." He's like, "Because just about everybody thinks that I was trying to uh, tell the story instead of showing the story." And he's like, "That wasn't my intention, but clearly, uh, I failed in that endeavor." So I don't remember a little uh, indication. I don't need. Uh, I, mean, yeah, I think that's the point, like right? The I think, tablet, yeah. but I didn't. I did I got right. no. I mean, at least. Yeah. At the beginning of the Spidey books, you can tell that, you know, they're Horizon iPads or whatever. So, I mean, it's – right. and you can see the person's blog. Well, I think that's his point of why he said he clearly he failed. In that right. and, and obviously, it wouldn't re- read like it was written by an average uh, – what is she? Eight, Super intelligent. Nine. It, it would read like a normal person because she's right. beyond her age. So, right. yeah, yeah. There you go. Wow, but, you know, that's I, cool. I was, I, was, I was nitpicking, so, you know, I, I guess that's on me too. More on you. <laughs> Boy, it's like I'm a happy. party in here. Get the drop cloths. <laughs> Hey everybody, eleven o'clock comics. I am what? what? I said, sup. Sup. I sup, am sup. Vince B. Hey. Yes, you are, and I'm Christopher Neesman. You oh, is, boy. I'm David Price. You sound mellow, Chris. Well, it's true. I'm very happy. <laughs> stick stick a banana in the tailpipe because I'm Axel Foley. Oh <laughs> you know, so this, is, he's got this one I got. Too. This one I got. You you are not <laughs> Axel Foley. <laughs> Yeah, you are Jason Wood, everybody. And as usual, this episode of 11 O'Clock Comics has been brought to you by Discount Comic Book Service. DCBService.com, where you can find your favorite funny books and collectibles at huge Wamba discounts like this. Creepy Presents, Richard Corbin. I'm going to be slamming this down your throats until you all order it. It's a hardcover. It's 50% off. It's only going to cost you $14.99. You can also get Cursed Pirate Girl. From Archaea for 45% off. It has a new epilogue and it's only $10.97 for a hardcover. And before you close the door on your way out, make sure, do this. You order Top Shelf's Lovely Horrible Stuff by Eddie Campbell. It's a hardcover again. We're just pushing the hardcovers. You can grab a copy for 45% off your cost. Are you sitting down? Are you guys sitting down? Eight dollars and twenty-two cents. How much? Eight dollars and twenty-two cents. 
That is redonkus. It is. Discount Comic Book Service. DCBService.com. And do not forget, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. on May 12th at the downtown Fort Wayne, Indiana Grand Wayne <gasps> Center. What it's is the it? Summit City Comic Con. Oh. Zach Cruci, Master of Ceremonies, is bringing you Gabriel Hardman. Yay. Mike Norton, Tom Scholey, Katie Cook, and I heard Jeff Darrow, too, right? Yes, yes, Jeff Darrow. Jeff Darrow and a bunch of others. Admission to the events $10. Children's 12 and under will be admitted free with paid adult admission. Tickets are available at the door. If you want to learn more, uh, bigger guest list, ticket pre-orders, you can go to Summit City Comic Con. Two C's on the last part. SummitCityComicCon.com. They're good people. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. And... Yes, and yes. Yes. we have an ever-ending string of cons to discuss. That's cool. uh, so uh, we are coming shortly. It's con season. It is con season. That's uh, true. Uh, wild Pig, Super Wild Pig Show. Uh, Saturday, May 5th. Sunday, May 6th. Uh, Saturday is from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Sunday will be from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. in beautiful downtown Piscataway, New Jersey uh, at uh, the Embassy Suites in uh, Piscataway, Somerset. Uh, it's, uh, it's our, our buddy Chris Eberly and his crew putting on their semi-annual, uh, extravaganza. Uh, as we've been talking about the last few weeks, 60,000 alphabet, alphabetized back issues at 50 cent a piece. That's a lot. So that means that, uh, if you're a baller like, uh, like Daryl, you can just show up with 30 G's cash and walk out <laughs> with the whole store. Um, or if you feel like, uh, just filling up a short box, it'll cost you what? How many comics in a short box? About what? Uh, about a hundred and a half. Yeah, but, yeah, really? so, oh. yeah. yeah, for a short box, yeah, so 75 bucks. Yeah, unsleeved, unboarded, about a hundred and a half. Bam. Yep. Um, there will also be 2,000 new trades at 50% off. There will be hundreds more, um, as Chris described, uh, Chris Eberle, slightly used, uh, but great condition trades for five bucks a piece. There will be about 40 <coughs> artists up in there uh, doing their sketching, doing their signing. Uh, Rudy Nebris, we've talked about. Yeah, I know. You're, lo- you're loving it. Uh, Riley Brown, one of Vince's favorites. Jim Calafiore will be there. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. I'll go up to him and say, Jim, pinch my face. I want to look like one of your characters. <laughs> oh, <Stop> it. <laughs> Dude, sorry. you cannot do that during the, sh- the spot. Right, go, you go cannot ahead. do that during the spot. Are you kidding me? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Seriously. Keep uh, Tom. Tom Smith, uh, Joe Statton, Chris Sotomayor, uh, Lee Weeks, our, mm-hmm, our buddy J.K. Woodward. Uh, and something I keep forgetting to mention, it's actually that weekend is um, Free Comic Book Day. So yes. they will have, uh, especially for the kiddos, tons of free comic books uh, if you come to the show. And as I understand it, if you pre-order tickets ahead of time, um, the doors open at 10 a.m. on Saturday. But if you pre-order and check in, at 9 a.m., they will let you get uh, first come, first serve on the free comic books. So nice. if you pre-order, you can pretty much get a haul of free books for you and the kiddos. Sweetness. Yeah, you know pretty- that damn Arkea book is going to be flying out the door. Yeah, oh, yeah. of course. Sure, no question. Um, there will be an after party uh, at uh, O'Brien's Tavern, which is also in Somerset, an Irish pub owned by Danielle, who's one of uh, – Danny, who's one of uh, Chris's buddies who works the show with him. She, her dad owns the place, so it should be a, a lot of fun. There are three ridiculous raffles that we've talked about. They have ab- just about every absolute, just about every um, 
uh, Marvel Omnibu. Uh, there's an artist edition of Romita that they're giving away. All free. You get, you get raffle tickets at the door for buying a the ticket. The definitive Spider-Man artist? I heard Romita exactly. Jr. Mm-hmm. Romita Sr. is the, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and you can pre-order tickets. In fact, um, they would love you to do so because it will help uh, them plan out the rest of the event. It is uh, $10 if you pre-order at uh, wildpigcomics.com. If you don't pre-order, you can still go to the show, and it will be $10 a day at the door or $15 for a weekend pass. Still cheapness. Totally. Yeah. So um, as I said, I think I'll be there. Hopefully we can get uh, Vince and or David there as well. Oh, yeah. Least, so, yeah, it's going to be a good time. Did you notice that? The uh, article before definitive changes, it's sometimes the, but then when pressed, it's a. How does that happen? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. Uh, oh, no. Oh, I don't no. know, Chris. What? We love, we love you. Huh? What? You, what did you, you, you call him the definitive Spider-Man artist but on that, occasion. But then but when, then, then, then when we... Yeah, oh, okay. he, he comes a. So what's everybody drinking? Oh, all right. Can't wait to get into this. Yeah. Yeah, what's everyone drinking? Who goes first? David, let's hear what you got. Uh, I oh, that's had... right, David. It's just you and me because uh, Wood yeah. and Vince are serving a two-week suspension, correct? <laughs> no, I was drinking. I drank, I had a drink last week. I'm in the doghouse. Kind of a Wolf whiskey Wolf. drink, though, wasn't it? No. <laughs> Jason's a man. I said, am. Oh, man. That's right. Uh, <laughs> it, David, I'm what trying you... something new tonight. It's called uh, Lab from... Uh, there's boa, and it is a blend of a bunch of things. I, oh, Syrah. I, I know Syrah. Uh, yeah, it's it's got like four different types of grapes in this thing. It's pretty good, actually. Cool. When you drink it, you say Syrah. No, Syrah. Well, just probably really, not. You should, because that would be yes. very cool, and, and I would look up to you if you did that. But mm. I'd probably be annoying throughout the podcast if I did Well, that. there you go. <laughs> oh, yeah, why stop? <laughs> Uh, Miss Mr. Wood, how about you go next? I don't know about you guys, but the weather is freaking killing me. It's like I literally Dude, it wait. Was winter when I left the house this morning, exactly. And I'm driving home. It's 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 summer. Exactly. I woke up this morning, looked at our thermometer to decide how I needed to dress to go out and catch the bus. So it was 34 degrees. Put on a winter coat. Put on a winter cap. Went out and caught the bus. Leaving work today. It was like it was like. It was like June. It was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. We, played, well, we played softball today at work. It was it was almost seventy degrees. It was a little, little team building cool. exercise. Uh, we play uh, yeah, we play softball uh, about once a week. Look it's at aw- you. It, it's awesome, and we'll play from you know anywhere like late March, um, sometimes all the way into November. And it's uh, yeah, usually we play five on five. So it's kind how of do you fit the uh, how do you fit the softball in with your bond spiels? How does that? Are it's, there ever any conflicts? Diff- you know, it's a it, different social climate. You know, the bond spiels and the softball, different different social group. <laughs> and he has an there answer. It's my last <laughs> it's my it's my last bond spiel this uh this weekend. Uh, Marta and Aww. I will be will be curling uh uh with uh, with two other gals and the the Auld Lang Syne uh bond dirty. spiel. It's uh yeah, yeah, it's me and three other chicks. Uh but uh nice. three yeah. other chicks. I love it. Yeah, it's uh, a bone voyage uh, to the bone uh, So Yeah, it's the last. The curling is all done after this weekend. I'm a little sad. Yeah. Well, so um, we. back to what I'm drinking. I am drinking a Miller Lite because that's all we have in the house. Wow. That's okay. How'd, that, how'd you get, how, how did it get in your house? My wife likes it. Oh. 
that's nice. Beth and I yeah. got to talk. Mm-hmm. Damn. Uh, Jason, the weather patterns are all messed up because of the giant celestial body inbound. So The super why. celestials? Nibiru. Yep. <laughs> Uh, Nibiru, Re- yeah. wreaking havoc on the weather. Was that in uh, was, was was that in a uh, mystery solved arc? Uh, I don't know. It should be if it wasn't. Oh, okay. No, I think it was in Hickman's FF run though. Oh, uh, populated by the uh, Vince. Yes, sir. What are you drinking? Do you, you say care? water? Do you care? Silent. All right. Uh, I'll be having uh, this evening. Uh, from uh, from our, our wonderful wonderful friends in uh, in uh, Warrenville, uh, just uh, just outside of Chicago, uh, the Two Brothers Brewing. It's their uh, Domaine du Page, which is kind of my uh, my favorite uh, house beer these days. It's uh, just a nice French country ale. It's my favorite uh, beer to have with food, even though I'm not I'm not eating at the moment because that would be unprofessional. Uh, yes. but it's a great it's a great house beer and uh if, uh, if you've never had a, a french country ale you should you should try one it's just a uh, just a really nice comforting beer i'm uh, and and great uh, great with like a roast chicken or something like that it's got uh, it's got a lot of flavor to it uh, it's, it's How about not, soft jesus <laughs> soft jesus it's got a gamey yeah. mouthfeel remember um, that one time we got a it's, it's, it, it feels very maybe it's just the name because it's a you know uh french you know farmhouse ale but yeah it's a little bit of the barnyard it's uh it's just kind of <laughs> got that that feeling like you can sit out on the wood porch you know with your corncob pipe and and oh, have want some hay mm-hmm. yeah bang your daughter uh remember <laughs> did we get a message one time about or a question that said somebody was eating chips during the broadcast like who's yeah that was chips? early on because <laughs> oh, you know, i mean can you hear georgia chewing no right? no it was it, i don't know i think i don't i don't know if some if one of us it may have been me opening up a uh something a ba- yeah. uh, uh, i might have been opening up a bag issue or something but and i, I remember who even said it who who said why they had to stop listening to the episode? And Chris came back with, "Give us a break. We've been doing this long enough. We're not going to eat during <laughs> a podcast." <laughs> and and I'm I'm not going to call anybody out or anything. So I was just right. like, I remember exactly when it happened, and and I know exactly what you're talking about. Now. Cool. I have a thank <laughs> you. I do too. Oh yeah, Andrew Wilson from the UK sent uh-huh. me. Get this. <laughs> incredibly generous guy sent me not one but two dc 100 page giants sweet justice league of america 115 and 116 and you know what they are probably the best examples of the dc 100 page giants i now own they are in great condition i mean it's tough to find those things with an actual squared off binding usually they're rolled a little bit or split or maybe on the bottom there's some pages on the on the bind peeking through these things are beautiful and he just sent Mm -hmm. them to me just send them to me here here you go buddy have two he also sent me three wizard one half issues savage dragon vampire i mean come on how did that's how he sent me i don't even have the vampire one half Prior to this, now I have it. See, and, I would have uh, always called it vampy. I call it vampire because, yeah, you're it's, right. It could be vampy. I, yeah, yeah. Okay. it's the manga version of of uh, Vampirella and um, Violent Messiahs, which I have never read before. I think the only the only Wizard Half issues I have, uh, Astro City, and I think 
uh, Midnight Nation. Was that JMS and Gary Frank? Yeah, yeah. 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 I've got, I, it's one of the only. Uh, I've got that in the Rising Stars half issues. I like the half issues. They're cool. Yeah, they I, were. They were. They fun. are cool. The, the Astro City one was a punch to the gut. That, Did that, you? I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. Some, some yeah. Touching stories. Yeah. Did you know that there's a, a zero issue to uh, Peter David's Captain Marvel? No idea. No idea. And I, I was looking through my books, and I, I saw it because I just completed my run of Peter David Captain Marvel. I was like, damn, a zero issue? I had it. And he, he also sent me Whatever Happened to the World's Fastest Man graphic oh, novel wow. from, from Accent UK. Quicksilver? Uh, no. And <laughs> an issue of Doctor Who magazine. Number four forty four, which oh, I read. God. Used to love the Doctor Who magazine. Used to, have you seen it recently? It's upscale, no. slick, man. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I sat in the orthodontist office and read the whole damn thing when I, I had to take. I think they Nina. were still publishing that damn thing, even you know between the the Sylvester McCoy and uh, uh, and the and the relaunch. Four hundred and forty four issues. I would say, yeah, yeah, they were, yeah. yeah. So I used to get that and. Um, what's the uh, the the sci-fi one, which I'm drawing a complete? Oh, I know what you're talking about. It's um, not Quest Probe. Um, Starburst. Oh, damn. No, Starlog. Starlog oh, is American. Starlog. Is it? Yeah, because it's it's Starlog. not. It's Starlog's American. Do, uh... Fangoria. Yeah. Yes, thank some, you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I got Fangoria for a little while, but yeah, Doctor Who magazine and Starlog. Those were oh. those were my big ones. Fangoria was my magazine. Comics, dude. Never read any of them. Oh. Wow! Never read, Love uh, this. Never read Starlog. Really? Nobody used they to see it on the uh, on the on the uh, Walden Books bookshelf every yeah. time. Yeah. Never. Yeah. That was like Starlog the, photo guidebooks like are awesome. Sci-fi fans magazine. You know what yes. I always used to buy? I never. Here's something about that. My I've never ever played one game of Dungeons and Dragons. Really? But mm. I used to always go nuts for all the TSR like guidebooks, character guidebooks and stuff. Uh, like I used to. This seems like you, yeah. You like the Ohio yeah. moves. Yeah, I used to buy all those and just devour them, even though I never played the game. So wow, Jason, you will be very interested to know that Douglas Adams's legendary, unfinished and untransmitted Doctor Who story ah. is being published. It's called Shada, Shada, S H A D A. In this issue of the previews, you can order the hardcover. A new Douglas Adams book. Really? Well, new old Douglas Adams book. Yeah. But it's See, a Doctor I, Who story. I don't, I don't, yeah, that's what I was just going to say. I don't think Douglas Adams... You know, Jason, that's... I, I, I think he may from. have finally found out the way to get you into Doctor <laughs> Who a little bit. No, no, I'm serious. And, and, and hear me out. Because, I mean, the, the stories are... are phenomenal. And the, the, the entire mythos of it is, is great. I think you might like some of the Doctor Who pocketbooks. That, and the, they're cheap, too. Yeah, yeah, and and they're great stories, but, you know, you don't have the ridiculous uh, bad special effects. It's all it's all prose, but, yeah, bad. I've got a, I've got a pile of Doctor... You know, I'm, I'm, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to send you some of my old Aww. Doctor Who novels. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pick up some When you're done with favorites. the John Pertwee ones, you can send them to me. Look at you. The Pertwee ones are awesome, but yeah. I'll try and grab some of the uh, some of the stuff I, that I knew uh, were Douglas Adams um, stories. I think I've got okay. City of Death as a, as a little oh. novelization. Do you have Spearhead from Space? Uh, you know, I'll have to go look. Wow. Respect. Why would, okay. Why would, yeah, there you go. So, cool. yes, thank you, Andrew Wilson from the UK. Uh, my thank you is from writer Chris Ryder, who uh, sent me a little 
Yes. Well, it's it's I'll call Same it here. A, a graphic novel slash collection because it was originally uh, supposed to be like a ten page serial, and which is why you have the chapter breaks in this little book called Dames in the Atomic Age. And I got uh, it too. Yeah, it's. Did you read it? Yet? No, but I looked through it. It's I them. I saw as soon as I saw who inked it. It just it brought me back to 80s G.I. Joe because uh, uh, this is, um, mm-hmm. like I said, it's written by, by Christopher Ryder, art by Mark Sandroni, but inks by none other than uh, the man who finished the Punisher full circle miniseries, Mike Vosberg. Yep. Uh, colors by Paul Little. Uh, letters and design by our pal of the show, Tony Fleece. Yay. And it has uh, additional artwork uh, throughout the book by... Um, Andy Siriano, Tony Fleece, Tone Rodriguez, uh, Jason's oh. favorite, Rasan Ikadal, uh, my boy, little, yeah, Chris Moreno. I mean, it's just, and it's Mark Dos Santos. I, I want to thank Mr. Ryder for sending it to us, but um, I is one of those things where I didn't know what to expect, and I it, it was a page turner for me. I I was I was kind of bummed when I got to the end, but it was just it was crazy fun and we can talk about it after we all yeah can we do in detail next week because i i I was i started it and then i had to put it down but obviously a love letter to uh 50 sci-fi movies because you see that giant ant all you think is them yeah yeah definitely be 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 movies and some will Mm -hmm. eisner with uh with ebony in the uh inserted comic strips and it's i i want to thank tony for uh for giving me the heads up on it and uh and again to, to chris for sending it to us but it was um it was something we can definitely talk about in the future and it i uh, believe it uh if it's <laughs> not available now you can go to artofiction.com uh and i believe there's also uh dames in the atomic age.com but you should be able to order it it's uh nine bucks 895 have, have you ever mm-hmm. uh checked out the books from art of uh fiction a little bit, and that's, oh and that's another God. reason why, why Tony um, Tony mentioned it to me because Tony also, I believe, designed the Art of Thomas and Perkins the Fourth sketchbook. Right. So yeah, so I mean, this is the second art of fiction book I have, and I do know that uh, I am interested in this all crime comics number one. With yeah, a but dude, pretty snazzy Bruce Stem cover. Five mm-hmm. color comics. Those oh. things are awesome. Oh, okay. Yeah, check those oh, out. Oh, he's so rude. Yeah, real, Steve, real rude quick, pun. Um, and it and it also uh, reminds me to uh, mention one of my favorite uh, uh, threads on the forum, which is where David forums dot You mentioned Tony Rodriguez in yep. that collection. Oh my God, did you guys see the Bob Breedle, uh commission that he got from Tony Rodriguez? <laughs> yeah. The, it's a recreation of Amazing Fantasy number fifteen. Yes, but it's, it's bad, but it's Batman <laughs> instead awesome. of Spider Man. Happy so, belated birthday, Bob! By the way. Oh yes, happy yeah, belated big birthday! Big five zero. Yeah. So so cool. I thought that was one of the neatest commissions I've ever seen. And uh, Tony Rodriguez is is a bad man. Yeah, he. Yes. Had, I know there was a um, there was that. I don't know if it was a full mini or just a couple issues from Image a couple years ago. Where um, was it Mayhem? Mayhem. Uh, it was. It was um, <laughs> I don't know if it was a. It, it, it was a Therese character or something, but it was. But Tone did the uh, did the art for that, and um, that didn't look too bad. I, I checked out the first issue. But I tell yeah, you, oh, oh, but 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 the thread the thread I'm referring to is the uh, the awesome um, uh, art thread that Jason started for people interested in buying 
uh, original art where he painstakingly put together I, I, the best single resource I found on the internet for Ain't <laughs> you a sweetheart? For art. I mean, it's I don't I have not been able to find a more comprehensive list with links to. Speaking of that, I got two to add to it. Uh, Jay Tomio really? sent me two, two new ones to add. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. It's it's the real deal, but that's people posting their original art in there, and and uh, yeah, it's it's awesome. I love it. I tell you, say? you 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 do a, an image of a giant ant uh, throwing around a, a banged up car, and it's, yes. it's mandibles, and <laughs> I'm I'm like I'm in love. And yeah. those those faux comic strips on the one page, they are awesome. Roger that's, Dugan Jr. Dick. Yeah, that, um, that's oh yeah, Dodger that's, Dugan. That's Tony, and I had to I I. I when I was going back and forth with him on Twitter, I said, yeah, I was enjoying the comic strips until I got to uh, old blackface there. And he says, well, I was going to say, yeah, you can thank Will Eisner for that, buddy. So, yeah, what's, what's yeah. I know, but it, 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 it's, it's funny you bring it up because I don't, I don't want to besmirch it because you're right. I mean, it, it looks cool and I enjoyed the comic and obviously I did. It, it was really nice of him to send it, but I have to say uh, the, that, the, that, that, that page did, did take me out of it. Bump me out a little bit, yeah. Because you know? it's, uh, you know what? Here's the thing, okay. And and this is, I know this is a hot button subject, but but um, yeah, Will Eisner, sure. But that was the time. Like yeah. that was a that was a legitimate reflection of the time. Um, I understand homage, and certainly some of my favorite books have been homages to other periods of in the last few years, whether it be you know Aphrodisiac or Infinite Kung Fu or uh, you know the uh, World of Hurt. I mean, so I get it, but that's to me different than sometimes you don't homage things that yeah, are you don't need to homage uh, blackface. I think, yeah, really? and yeah. and you know Eisner at the time, it's. I mean, we're we're talking about a you know a New York Jew here, so he you know he he dealt with his own you know his, oh, yeah. his, his own issues at the time, but you know and that's just I mean that's just like nineteen thirties nineteen forties America. That's what it was, and it's not it's not a good thing. But it's one of the things I'm a little worried about with the artist edition. It's like I wonder if they, <laughs> uh, they yeah. you know decided to keep in some of the more choice well, see, but in that, uh, racist in that, moments. In why would regard, we take though, it out? That, right, and I, I oh, agree with. Yeah. I, I don't think I, it's it's. Um, when it comes to an artist edition like that, it's I look at it as from a historical aspect, and and just like you really can't, I I I find it very very hard to watch the um, the parody from Warner Brothers of um, of to have and have not, where and even even back then the the other Warner Brothers movies from from the um, from the thirties and the early forties where you know they just they 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 had. Uh, the pigeon speak and things like that. I cannot watch those, but I would not want them censored or taken out of the library just because we we have to learn from our history. And, that's and what I was so, just going to say. Use them as an example of, exactly. of where we went wrong. Well, and that's exactly. See, this is and this is exactly what I'm getting at. To me, like I think the idea of censor. Like I know what was it a while ago? They were talking about um, removing certain words from Huckleberry Finn, right? Yes. And I just thought yeah. that was atrocious, uh, yes. atrocious. But I do think it's different than using the words or certain imagery in uh, in a modern day setting or, or in a modern recreation, even if it's meant to evoke um, the time. I think it, again, I, I'm sure lots of people have no issue with it, but for I can't me, watch Warner brothers cartoons anymore. Yeah. For me, like reading the, the comic that in question, like I was rolling along with it and then, there were just a couple pages yeah. that were kind of <laughs> but then it, then it was and, all right again. And I mean, yeah, so, I mean and yeah. that's the thing. I mean, I know 
Julian Lytle might put the book down after seeing that and, and not bother. Well, I'll tell you, and, we know our, we know Alan who, you know, I know he would, this is yeah. not, he, he would be, it wouldn't work for him. But, but then, but then again, you have one of the main characters who is black. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it's, I know, but uh, well, I just, again, I don't want to, but yeah. knowing him personally, I know that the, that kind of thing sets him off. Yes. Like, yes. Yeah. Oh, you're right. And, and, you know, so, and, and I don't, I obviously we haven't gone into detail about the book. We haven't talked about it yet. We're not going to this week, but I don't want anybody to think that we're talking about a couple of panels on two pages, you know, is enough to, say don't bother with it it's still i mean in context it, it it is what it is but i mean overall i i, I enjoyed what i read we gotta get into it next week for yes. shizzle yeah. and uh while we're throwing shout outs i do want to i know we have one particular person to mention uh and i do want to also commend you guys on your selections for the hosts picks on the 99 oh, nice. mm, look at that that was that. Yeah, I mean, and, and Chris with 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 that prose western book. I mean, no, it was. Oh, really? I, you? I think I, you'll dig it. I, I I'm I'm gonna look for it. I uh, is it on the Kindle? I just I want to. Um, uh, I mean, yeah, I, it is. It but, it is on Kindle. Cool. Uh, I mean, we all. Uh, you guys had some 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 fantastic stuff there. So, and I'm I'm I was looking at who in this challenge has the host picks for for their ninth category, and and I think. People who are listed there, especially Whirlwind Dax and and Gobo, I think they'll they'll have some fun with what we threw out there. Cool, yeah, should be a lot of fun. That's really that's it's a cool thing they're doing. Yeah. All right, what else we got? Forty minutes in, we're ready to start. I, no, comments. we are we not forty minutes. Well, we've been no, talking about half comics. Hour. Not, not we're talking about comics. We're not talking yeah. about anything we're talking about this week. We no, only kidding, guys. But I, I do right. want to. Uh, I. I um, forum poster and listener of the show over in the uh in the uk i want to uh give a shout out to preacher yes definitely absolutely, absolutely. yeah keep going keep through a, a little rough patch so yes. uh yeah yeah for do, sure yeah thinking about stop. you buddy it's uh, stop fighting never yep yeah it's uh you know it's it's Big hug. Amazing, kind of amazing to see someone stay as positive as they are in, yeah. uh, in the face of some pretty, uh, pretty serious stuff. So it just, it just reminds me what a, what an awesome community we have that people can come there and be, you know, really, they can be real with, yeah. with each other. Right. So, mm-hmm. so kudos, kudos to, to the, to the forum and, and preacher. We're, we're thinking about you. So, um, I mean, and, and he did, I mean, it's, it's, not our news to tell you can go to the forum and, and find a thread if you want but it's <laughs> where where can they find that oh it's still forums but but he did he did pose an interesting question which i have not answered um because i really don't know but his his question to everybody is um what are your plans for your collections uh once you shuffle off this mortal coil and and um I think Renee would give you guys first dibs on whatever the I hell like that shit. I know, right? It was some of the shit you already gave me, so you'd just be getting it back. Uh, but it's, I mean, yeah, she'd probably keep that crap for herself. But, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I mean, Poison I don't, Ivy Comics. She got a Gotham girl. I know, I, I know with, um, with Jason and his boys, and I would think someone 
from uh, that that Vince Sire would want some of his stuff. Dude, yeah. let me tell you something. My boys would have no say in the matter. I can't tell you how many times uh, my wife has said to me that if I kick the bucket, she's she's calling in an appraiser or or a nice. and saying, uh, how much can he give me for all these? She's yeah, they they'd be sold. I think I'll be burned with a few choice issues, but for the most part, I it's it's really up there. And a, to and a fork, a big ass fork. Yeah, like yeah. Grendel. <laughs> what did you think I meant? Like a dinner fork? <laughs> I don't want to know what you thought. All right, big time comic talk. Do don't it. Go away. Yeah. Let's hear I... this little uh, voice message first before we get into it. Hello to you, Christopher Walken here. Recently, I was dating with two of my favorite Cambodian prostitute friends, me bang, as some young guy. Listening to 11 o'clock comics, engaged in crazy behaviors, gaping DP, taking mongo hits of nitrous oxide from a tube. And when I came to I remembered that I enjoy Aquaman. Aquaman is a great character. He can breathe underwater. He can talk to the fish with his brain. And he's got a hot wife, a redhead, and whatnot. I don't understand why people don't like Aquaman. Aquaman is great. I love him. I would recommend not making fun of Aquaman. Oh, I'll visit you. We're back. Thanks, what do you guys. talk about? It's the magic of radio. Can I, um, I got one. I got one. I got one. Go ahead. Oh, yay. I don't want to start off with a downer. Go ahead. It's one, it's one from... Um, um, two guys that I've gotten to know a little bit, and they're awesome. And we've talked about um, uh, both of them on different projects. One is the uh, the writer from uh, the awesome GI Joe Cobra series, uh, Mr. Mike Costa, and uh, the the other guy is an artist that I've got to know uh, pretty well here in the Chicago area, uh, Mr. Ryan Brown. And they, along with uh, with Joe Armstrong, who is a uh, pretty well-known uh, magician, launched a series at IDW uh, last week called Smoke and Mirrors. Mm-hmm. Did did anyone get a chance to uh, to read Smoke and Mirrors? Not yet. No. Not yet. It is um, without giving away major major spoilers. Um, just what makes the world of smoke and mirrors very interesting is that um it is a world where where magic uh not only exists but it is um highly commercialized um mm. imagine if uh if Steve Jobs and Apple were one of the biggest um magic companies and I'm not talking the card game <laughs> uh talking about the actual you know bending of reality and 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 magic and spells and and all that but uh imagine if apple were a 
a company that dealt in magic and magic products. Well, they and, are. Uh, yeah, but taking that exactly, and that's where I know what you mean. That, magic with a K, that, and that's where that's where the comparison comes in. But um, but imagine they really did peddle in in like mage stuff, and and magic was part. Uh, it's just part of the world, and and people cast spells, and they you know have incantations and familiars and. But it's is, is Grant Morrison in this book? No, uh, <laughs> but what's cool is that it's it. You get the feeling that it, that it takes place in the future. I don't know if it does, but it has a uh, a futuristic feel to it. But you know, once again, magic exists. Well, imagine a a magician by today's standards in that world and in a world where magic actually exists and is regulated and you can and can't do certain things for an actual sleight of hand magician to be pulling things over on people that exist in a world with magic mm -hmm. uh, it, it is kind of what what's going on um, and, and the, the very cool thing is that um, is that Ryan and Ryan talked with me about it how hard it was for him to do it but there are there are magic tricks in here like real um a sleight of hand magic tricks that he has to draw and and doing doing magic trip tricks in a comic book it, it is harder than it sounds and you actually learn how to do some interesting card tricks by by what's in here and it, it's re it's a, it's a very hard book to describe and whenever you read this you'll be like chris described something totally different than what i <laughs> what i actually just read here and i and i'm doing that because i don't want to spoil the actual plot of the book but that's just kind of the world that it's set up in um very interesting, very smart, and uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to the second issue. So, um, kudos to to Mike Costa and and uh, and Ryan Brown, who have been uh, best friends since like the fifth grade, and this Aww. is the first. Uh, this is this is the first uh, uh, actual comic project that they've been able to work on together. Published so, comic sounds project. right up my damn alley. It's really I it. cool, Vince. I, I think you'll dig it. It's um, um, it, it's 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 not meta. It's not spiritual. It's it's just a world where magic exists, and it's yeah. It's I I think you would dig it, and and it looks great. Ryan's art. Um, I didn't mention what he's worked on before, but he's uh, God hates astronauts and blast furnace yep. and uh, just one of the you know more prolific. Uh, web comic and and self published uh, artist out there. He's uh, uh, just a great guy and a great artist and incredibly clever and and smart. So all of that is you know, just shines through in smoke and mirrors. So uh, if you see it from IDW, pick it up. It was fantastic. Four issues, you said. Uh, I don't know how many issues it's going to be. Uh, this is the first one. And so uh, I, w I would I would assume at least four issues. Cool. We'll keep an eye out for that. Yeah, it's great. You should. Nice. I, yeah, I should. Even yeah. though it's coming for Chris, I'll keep an eye out <laughs> for it. Uh, I think you like it, Vince. I, I really I do think you like it. 
I know I'd like it. We have yeah, the, the premise is, we, sounds we intriguing. We have more similar tastes than than we like to admit sometimes. All right, we well, let's each see what you say uh, next hour. <laughs> well, I'm not yeah. saying that whenever you miss, you don't miss horribly. But that's a good point. <laughs> yeah. Who wants to go next? I'm going to get well, all crackly, and I plan on talking for a little while. So, so. Uh, right. I'll um. Okay, this is this is something where <laughs> I. I went back to, we talked about it last, probably the end of last summer, around last summer. And um, while we were doing our 11 o'clockers and I was, I was looking for miniseries, I knew about this and I wanted to read it to see if it would be a contender. And I didn't read it in time and I did just finish it. And I am kind of glad to say that it would not have been a contender, but I wasn't really thrilled with the last couple of issues of 50 girls 50 oh yeah oh. Mm-hmm. because we were i think the three of us who read it uh i think we were pretty high on the first issue first two were really good yeah yeah i i, yeah. I think i read i started to read the second issue and I, for whatever reason i didn't finish it but i got the third and fourth issues and they stayed on the pile and i never got back to them until just recently and um you know art wise it was consistent all throughout uh, story was was pretty much on point all throughout. It was just when it ended, I it, again, you know, when, maybe it's on me, maybe it's that whole you know Jake Ellis thing where it's like maybe I was expecting something else or wanted it to go in a different direction, and it just that, that wasn't where it was going. Um, I I didn't hate it. I just wasn't thrilled <laughs> that that open ended closing. That, that that we got in the fourth issue and you know, if more is coming great i'll i'll gladly read the story as it as it continues if if mm-hmm. it's along those same lines but um but it, it but, uh, but you don't know that right you don't know right no because it, as i as as you're reading the ads throughout the rest of the book after the issue ends you know francho has all these other projects he's got brutal he's got he, he's got dinos and guns and he's got he's got all these other things that are so all the avx stuff yeah. Mm-hmm. So and and yeah, the unfortunately the AVX stuff and and you know more Liberty Meadows eventually. So it's I don't know if he'll have time when he'll have time to write more Fifty Girls Fifty and um, some of it may have gotten a little repetitive as I'm reading it, especially every time they they, they send Oksana into the wild and and you know so so she's got to save the day and uh, you know again. Like we said when we first talked about it, it it it's interesting concept. These fifty women, they're you know trying to make sure that uh, we can survive as 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 a planet, as a people. And and uh, the aliens were kind of funky. I, I I like the reptile slash dinosaur type aliens, and and you know and and how how the the women were going to save their planet, save save them from well not their planet, but save their save them from extinction because of. Uh, because of some impending doom, and it 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 just, I guess I don't know if I just didn't, maybe because it was four issues. I don't I don't know. It just it wasn't like I said. If it's on me that I I, I wanted more because of the creators involved, because it's it, primarily Frank Cho, and and I haven't read a lot from Doug Murray, and and uh, and the, the, the art was. It was fine for the story, and and I just and and that was the other thing with the whole. It was um where I thought they were going with the last two pages of the first issue with um with that thing 
and Oksana's head and or even the tongue coming at her when she was in the shower. I didn't know where that was going. And it was kind of just mentioned towards the end of the series where she has these evil thoughts in her head. And I just some of it felt a little rushed or that they just didn't. It could be it, bipolar. It, yeah, it, but it, you don't it, know. Read, it read that, you know, maybe they didn't plan things out. I don't know. It was just I wasn't as high on it at the end as I was at the beginning. Yeah. You know what I was thinking? Uh, by the time issue four rolled around, I, th- I, I think this would have worked better as an oversized one shot. I agree with you. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. With you on that. I, I don't know how much story was actually there. Right. right, because I mean, it, it's a classic premise. You know what I mean? Send uh, sexy space maidens into the meat grinder mm-hmm. and watch them get their clothes torn up and, and have an adventure in the story. process. Right. No, I, I mean they've been comics have been doing that for 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 decades. Sure. So it's 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 a neat little setup, but I don't think there's enough gas in the tank to carry mm-hmm. that. A, I personally distance. thought that the um, the best part of the whole thing, frankly, was the the uh the fact that they they had the big contest uh to to find the artist i mean that was right. the whole thing was when they did the you know they had everyone actually submit five pages of sequentials based on the the story that they that they posted and and then they chose the winner from that on the uh on their on their website which was awesome which is how they found Axel Medine. um but down with you i i um i barely remember it I, I remember it definitely was one of those books that the first issue was the was the best component of it and uh it, it just it didn't it just didn't leave no, it, you kind of knew what it was after the first mm-hmm. issue it's like yeah. Oh, okay yeah i mean yeah, far be I mean, it for me to turn my nose up at ripped costumes on 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 sure. lady, lady uh features uh but I don't know. I, it, you're right. It's it just kind of petered out. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, I mean, that's, and that's, as did my enthusiasm for it too. I mean, it was high right. and then progressively lower with each issue. Covers were great. Yes, and, and 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 the interior art was was fine. But it's just it seems like oh, here's another one. And you don't want that when you're reading a book. You don't want to read it like a chore. Exactly. You want to you want to jump into it and enjoy it, right? You are right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, oh, boy, let's take it up. Yes. Um, okay. Um, well, as I, <laughs> as, as David and I were chatting probably during the intro music, I said that this is one of those weeks where sometimes you get the comics, some weeks the comics get you. Um, <laughs> I read a bunch of things this week and uh, there was one that really tickled my fancy, but I know that we're saving a much bigger conversation on that when we're all finished it. So I, I can't get into that this week, but, um, but the rest uh, of the time. I'm going to have the opposite <laughs> opinion oh. of you. The, the rest what, of the st- what, what would that be? Just so I'm not complete. Oh, yeah, King City. But the rest of the stuff that I read this week just didn't really do it much for me. So I'm just going to, I'll just throw them out there real quick and I, we won't spend a lot of time on them because I know Vince has something he's really excited about. Um, I read <laughs> the first issue of Dominique Laveau Voodoo Child, which um, oh. was uh, Vert- Vertigo had, you know, a lot of Vertigo series had come to an end and there were some questions as to what the plans were there so to their credit they've recently launched four new series and this is one of the four um it's written by uh Selwyn Seifu Hines um who um i know from uh i think he was wasn't he a writer for the source magazine i think and some other mm-hmm. things i don't know if this is his first comics work i don't recall him ever doing comics before and the uh the art chores handled by Mr. Dennis Cowan mm-hmm. Which um, I know Dap is a big, big fan of, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Right? Oh, yes. And fame. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. Of course. <laughs> Among other and, things. Um, yeah. It's my so, favorite work of his. It, it just didn't, didn't do a lot for me. This book, to be honest with you, um, it uh, it it's it takes place in New Orleans, as you might expect. 
Dominique Laveau is a, a college college girl who is kind of thrust into the world of voodoo. Um, you know, Cowan still got the chops, no question about it. But just the overall aesthetic of the book, the the pacing, it just didn't pull me in. Um, you know, it's in a super competitive comics world where you know people are lucky enough to get someone to try their first issue. Um, it's unfortunate that it comes down to this, but you gotta hook me. You know, you gotta hook me with that first issue. Sure. And this did not hook me, so um, I don't think yeah. I'll be back. Um, and, and again, I, I can't say that it was a, a, a bad comic book. It just the subject matter and the story setup and the main character just did not pull me in. Just didn't do anything right. for me. I believe the decision to add the main character's name before the uh, Voodoo Child was a wise decision uh, in order to distance You're themselves from Voodoo. No, from the Nicholas and Weston Cage project that they did at the uh, Virgin. It was called oh, okay. Voodoo Child. Oh, wow. Okay. Got it. Um, and then another comic, that, another number one that I read this week that I was really, really excited for, um, and it just fell flat for me, was um, IDW's uh, Rocketeer Adventures Season 2. Oh, wow. Um, you know... Uh, I think we all, at least, or at least collectively, we spoke very highly of the first Rocketeer Adventures. Oh, it was great. It yeah. was terrific and got a lot of votes on the 11 O'Clockers as best uh, anthology of the year. And, and I think it may have even won the audience vote. Um, and, and I just adored it. Uh, this, I expected to be more of the same. And, you know, with anthology series, sometimes you get stuff that resonates, sometimes you don't. So, again, your mileage may vary. But, but for some reason, the stories in this particular issue just really didn't didn't float my boat. Um, you have a story by Mark Guggenheim with Sandy Plunkett art called The Good Guys. You have um, a story which which should have been I, I should have, I feel like I should have loved this and this is it's The Ducketeer um, and it's written by Peter David with uh, art chores by Bill Zinkevich um, and it's a take on Daffy Duck being the Rocketeer and uh, Marvin the Martian being you know a Nazi villain, um, but it uh, even that just kind of it's like the Dodgers was set in the past. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and then yeah. the last story was um, by Stan Sakai with ah. Steve Stewart colors. Um, and I, I just got to be honest, like none of the stories did much for me. I just I didn't I just didn't feel like they were up to the level of the um, of the first. Uh, anthology series from last year and and certainly as i just said the the quality of the creators is not to be questioned it's not a question of of there being any kind of uh fall off in the in the quality of the creators it's just just for me it just didn't feel i don't know it just didn't feel as good so um now what is yeah. well, the, the, the rocketeer number project one. that i'm looking forward to is mark wade and chris somni sure yes. sure yeah absolutely yeah no question i mean that's going to be fantastic because you know no question i mean somni alone his art makes almost anything worth having and then um, you know, Wade certainly knows how to tell a good action adventure mm -hmm. yarn. Now, see, I so, cooled on the Rocketeer Adventures. The first series, I didn't think it was all that. Um, it, it, visually, it, yeah, it was it was stunning, but I, I couldn't be, I couldn't care less for the stories. But this issue sounds like something I should pick up. It's funny. Well, it'd be interesting if you had, because I had just the opposite feeling about the whole thing. But, um, and then the the I know last week I spent a ton of time recapping my. Regina pile catch up with FF and I did a similar catch up with uh, Captain America this week and I will say that um, I read nearly 40 issues of Captain America That's a lot of Captain America so you're talking about three years worth of stuff and unlike my 40 minute gush of FF last week I will just leave it as um, I probably could have stopped buying the series a while ago wow Ooh. I just uh, 
it just all ran together for me. Now, admittedly, when you read that many issues of anything in a short period of time, it may, that's that's a risk. But I just felt like we were just treading all too familiar ground. It just made me wonder, you know, how kind of like certain characters can fall in a rut. Like sometimes you'll hear people say, "There's only so many Punisher stories," and you'll hear. I kind of feel that way with 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 Brubaker's Captain America. I mean, I mean, admittedly, a lot of it's been fantastic. Certainly the. The, the death stuff and the Bucky stuff, are, the, the first few arcs were awesome, you know? But I just feel like, much like I feel like with Bendis on Avengers, and I, 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 while it's good to have someone do a nice long run, I feel like these guys are kind of in a rut. And, um, and, and it's just like, I'm ready for... Tread, diff- treading over the same. Yeah, I'm ready for someone to tell different stories. Like, it's okay to have Captain America books have superheroes in them or supervillains, or it doesn't just all have to be... Yeah, what's what's t- you know? It's like we talk about with Daredevil. Yeah, it, it is exactly it, like that. Yes, exactly. There was there was just a point where it's like, okay, we we've we've felt this with this character for so long that you know what? It's okay to take another another look at the character, and mm-hmm. you know, in Cap, it's been God, it's been what six, seven years now, mm-hmm. six years, um, and it's been awesome, but. You know what? Maybe time for someone yeah. else to to give their their take on it. And I think that people will look back on the Brubaker era of Cap as being a a real you know touchstone. It's gonna sure. be it's gonna be a highlight of the character. But yeah, I think it's I, I'm I'm ready for someone else's take. And and a thing that I will say that I know this is purely editorial and not to be so that the creators involved can't be blamed. But reading a big chunk, and I'm sure lots of people. Either read if they're reading it in trade, or they're going to get like the uh, the oversized hardcovers that Marvel's putting out. It was really astonishing to me to read it the way I read it, and to basically have one issue where Steve Rogers is gone, and the next issue he's back. Now I know that, and and I, and I read it when it came out. The obviously when there there was a, a separate miniseries of Cap of Steve Rogers coming back. Oh, the uh, yes. the, the reborn. Yeah, yeah. but but okay. the thing about that okay. is. It had its moments. Regardless of whether that's, I'm not even, that's not what I'm getting at, but what I'm getting at is that regardless of whether they chose to make that its own separate thing, which is fine, I don't have an issue with it one way or the other, you can't not have at least an issue in the main series devoted to his return. Like, literally, (coughs) one issue, Bucky is is Cap and and Steve Rogers is gone. The next issue, Steve is back as the, you know, head of of the U.S. security. I, I, think, I think that's that, crazy. I think that, it's crazily I think bad storytelling. Cap, yeah. Cap, as much as any other series at Marvel in the last, I don't know, four or five years, whatever, has really gotten its ass kicked by events. Because oh, Cap, totally, totally correct. It, it, you know, and that's you know they decided to make a whole big deal out of the out of the reborn stuff. But every time you know scrolls attack or you know, somebody catches a cold captain america has to be involved in it and it really kind of fucked with the main captain america story and that's why you know honestly death whenever you get get to death of cap and then bucky is is cap for a little while i'm i'm fine with it i but it was real easy for me to walk away and not and not really care i haven't i haven't read the long running Captain America book. Well, I haven't read Captain America and Bucky yet, um, but I did read. I've been well. I started to read the new ongoing Captain America 
by by Brew Baker, and which originally had art by pencils uh, by by Steve McNiven, and and I think I stopped that after the second issue because as as nice as the art was, the story wasn't really doing anything for me. I did come back to the series when Alan Davis and Mark Farmer were doing the art. Yeah, I haven't read that stuff yet because I, 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 so I, I, I love Alan Davis. So yeah, and it's uh, it this particular arc with with the Serpent Society and and oh, the problems the and the problems Cap is having and 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 there's Falcon and 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 of course when you have Agent Thirteen, you know Alan Davis can draw the women, but when he's drawing Sharon Carter and her outfit, I mean it's oh. it, that right there. But it's Serpent Society is my joint, dude. I know uh. and it's and it's it's good stuff, and, and even even with the obligatory. Hawkeye appearance, but the the uh, the selling point on this particular arc just for me harkens back to the Grunwald De Mateus days of Captain. America. I was just going to say, I know that it is so good. I know a lot of people cringe at the Grunwald era, but that was oh, my no. oh god, I loved it. I loved it, man. Love that stuff. Yeah, I loved it. We saw. Oh, it was it was great. But I mean, so I I can't I can't say yeah or nay on. The, the older Captain America title. And, and I I think, like Chris was saying, with the whole event thing, I mean, yeah, after, I think I stopped right around when Bucky picked up the shield. And, and I really okay. was reading Captain America at that time. And um, and so I, I was only getting Cap really in any events, and, and or, or the Avengers. But then, now, I, I, I don't even know if I've read all of Reborn. But I, I agree more with Vince and with Chris in that regard, especially the the, the art was I, I really wasn't feeling the art on that. The uh, but the there was a hitch, in the exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah. thing, but it was um yeah. I just I I liked Captain America in um here itself. I I, uh, I just I don't know. I I guess I'm kind of. I, but see, that, that, that's what's weird, though, is that, I mean, I could talk about the first three issues of Winter Soldier. I'm really digging that, and I know Vince isn't keen on the art right now with, with whatever Geis is trying to do there. But the last issue looked a lot better, though. All right. No, yeah. I, 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 I like the feeling I'm getting when I read well, I will tell you what. Um, I mean, in, in the, in the three-year stretch that I caught up with, uh, you know, there were a number of, of artists you know, uh, that were on the book. But clearly, for me, the, the, the one that was by far the most consistent and... Uh, and most impressive was was Butch Geis. Like like many, I thought yes. many well, leads awesome. better than everybody he's, else. He's great. Yeah, and no, you know they I... they did. I mean they did try and I mean theoretically the all the artists that were on that book had similar styles. You know that was the intent. But when you read them all back to back, I mean to me Butch Geis's stuff was the most dynamic and and the most the 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 most consistent from, from page to page and issue to issue. Um, and what's mm-hmm. funny is is I would say he may have been the least. Heralded of the of the guys, yeah, of, the of course, yeah. yeah um, but I thought he he did the best job, frankly. And the the only other thing that six because I'm thinking back there. I mean, there were a lot of arcs here, obviously. So, but but the thing also that really bugged me is that uh, there was a comp- there was a, a period of the book where um, um, where where you know Sam Wilson is uh, is involved certainly, and uh, and and he kills he kills someone like oh. in a battle, and uh, and they make like no like it's no big deal, and I, that just rubbed me the wrong way, wow. man. Like, I just, I was like, I was like, snap, wouldn't have killed somebody like that. That's no way. It's, yeah. It wouldn't, like, like again, there's certain things that are, I mean, I know we're in an era of, you know, uh, quote unquote modern storytelling, and but, yeah. but that's, you know, that's... Cap and, and, and Sam, they don't kill people. That's what no. makes them different than Punisher or somebody. That's, that's one of my. Claremont would have had the character like 
just self-wrought for like eight months, eight issues. Well, that's right. true. Yeah. Right. So, that's, I mean, it's... Go ahead. That's what bothers me about Captain America. The, the, the modern Captain America is the almost the antithesis of the Grunwald. This darkness has crept into Cap. Visual, <laughs> oh, visually, yes. it's become a really dark book. Yes. And, 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 and that does yes. not work for me with... Uh, with Captain well, America. Don't, don't forget, I mean, we were talking about this back on bullpen days. I mean, the the, the frank the amount of coloring on those first few issues is just beyond. Yeah, but in tone too. I mean, it, it's it's become, uh, I, and I know it's a it's a nod to the Steranko era, but the the cloak and dagger Captain America, it just it doesn't work for me. I, I would much I, rather I, see him I turning into it. a wolf. Well, it, you know, I, I I love it, but then again, kind of what we talked about, it's maybe it's time for. You know, a lighter, brighter, happier cap, and yeah, I love the the John Byrne and Roger Stern era cap is kind of where, I mean, that's that's what I came up on. And, and D Man, <laughs> I love D Man. D Man, yeah. See, I, I I'm more of a fan of of Deathlock of of the Paul Neary drawn issues of the. I mean, they were just I Captain America was one title I was buying. I mean, when when the Scourge was coming around and taking care of business, well, you had a bar like, with no name, baby. Dude, that was. I mean, every month I was there. I would read. I would be purchasing Cap above like anything else almost at the time i just i don't know what stuck out to me that i just had to get it and then and then of course you know we handed in the shield and, and president right. fire and things like that and i kind of it was different so i just i, I wasn't feeling it but, but i've it, never i i've never not liked captain america until kind of just recently the book who's was you, never who's your favorite who's your favorite cap artist of all time uh my zach yeah oh, you stole mine Ha, mm. I love Zach's cap. So yeah. good. So yeah. perfect. Frank Robbins. Bernie America. Really? Yep. Frank Robbins, Captain America and the Invaders. Oh, oh. oh the Invaders. Oh, his, oh, his Baron Blood. Forget about it. That was yes. all skinny with the fangs. No, that was and, and Frank Robbins' oh. women, the, like the, the, yeah. the, the, yeah. the, the Nazi uh, concubines. Oh, they need my Baron God. Blood back. I love that character. But dude, dude, the, the captain, dude. Come on. <laughs> Come on! But Captain well, America Baron was Blood never is rainbows and puppies. Awesome, I mean, awesome no. character design. A Nazi vampire. I mean, come on. Yeah, so it, it, it works. Because Steve was conflicted over over his his uh, his patriotism. Is he doing the right thing? He handed in the shield. He he went on walkabout for a long time. I like he, he, he became an nomad. You know, it's just uh, oh my god, nomad. Do you yeah, remember but, when uh, he fought Reagan as a snake creature? <laughs> <laughs> that, wasn't that Paul Neary's guard? Well, well Reagan was, was a reptile. I think that was Paul Neary on pencils. No, it was Kieran Dwyer actually. Seriously, Ooh, nice. that yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. Because that's when that's when he that's when he quit. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. There you go. Good stuff. Well, there you go. Turn nice. in the negative into a positive, people. Yeah. Because uh, I haven't done my second yet, so let's have Vince go. Oh, uh, Vince, do it. All right. You want me to do this? Do oh, this. Do this. Monday afternoon, I had a box on my 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 steps, and, and uh, it was the arrival of a brand new piece of vinyl to Castle B. Oh yes. yeah, but 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 not not a rotocast uh, Japanese kaiju. No, no, this one came in a more traditional shape. It was a record. It, it was flat. It was round platter of a good oh, old yeah. a good old thirty three and a third long playing record. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. The the name of the band is Naked Heroes. 
And, and the album is called Demon the Whiskey Down, released by Drug Front Records. And you can hear examples of this album at the end, at the beginning and end of this episode. But, uh, the, the record features a Brooklyn based duo ripping through 11 cuts. You get an extra cut on the vinyl. Uh, it's crunchy 70s inspired, uh, raucous cock rock, you know, uh, a little bit in the thoroughgood vein mixed with maybe Georgia satellites. It's, 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 oh, wow. it's, it's barn burning, good old fashioned, good time rock and roll. I love it. I've been playing it constantly since I got it. Uh, but here's where the comic angle comes into play. Mm-hmm. The wraparound album cover. And a special eight-page comic book included with the vinyl release were conceived, and I gotta say, brilliantly executed by the living legend himself, the bombastic Benjamin Mara. Ah, yes, I know. It's amazing. the The, the book is an eight-page, like I said, comic published by Traditional Comics. That's Mara's imprint, uh, and uh, it's included in the in the vinyl. Wow, Jesus. Um, it actually, it's a takeoff of his, uh, album cover. The, the events of the comic are detailed partly on the album cover. You see the, the two protagonists from the band and on the backside you see the villains. But in the comic you get much more of the story, obviously. Uh, on the run from the dreaded Duke of Demolition, uh, a guy who wanted to mount the naked hero's heads on his wall in gratitude for their recent concert. George Michael Jackson, that's the guitarist and the vocalist, and Merica Lee, who plays drums and uh, does vocals, they scream across Dimension 64789 on a big old ape hanger chopper with a sidecar. And they're searching for a trans-dimensional portal to take them to their next gig. <laughs> but those plans are put on hold when they run into a, a demon-infested watering hole and set down to drinking. And they charm the locals with, with their, their, their tall tales of their rough and tumble adventures. They're in the bar and everybody in the, it looks, almost looks like the cantina sequence from Star Wars. Everybody in the bar is like a, uh, misshapen alien type demon creature. Like the bartender has four arms. A bartender, sh bartender should have, have four arms, right? And, uh, there, there's demons with horns and, and, Spikes protruding from their cheeks, just swilling the whiskey. But the, you know, their their fun time doesn't last long, because the roof of the bar is soon ripped off by this gigantic demon bazel homunculus. It's a monstrous centaur-like creature featuring both male and female torsos. Get this: the male is in the traditional demon horn, batwing type, demon-esque uh, uh, look, but the woman. She's bald and buck naked. She's got big old boobies hanging out, going all over the place. She has a bloated belly, right, with a puckered, like, vagina-like lesion uh, right on the belly, not underneath where it should be, on the belly, right? And and this lesion erupts in the middle of the battle, and four sub-demons, the, the children of this bizelle homunculus, jump out, and, and they try and slice and dice the naked heroes. <laughs> So, entering the, I love this shit. Entering the battle, you you have Helhatha the Scratcher, <laughs> Roloman the Pounder, Selena Contrella, Mistress of the Blades, and Vectron, Acer of the Blades. Now, 
you remember Jordy LaForge from Next Generation, that visor he wore? Yeah, yeah the headband. The females. Reading Rainbow. The female, yeah. right. The females have visors, but one is uh, on Helhatha, it's across her mouth. And on Selena Contrella, it's across her eyes. And the dudes, the, the Vectron guy has blades that come right out of his wrists. Right out of his, his, the tops of his, of his hands. Like, kind of like Wolverine, only, only they're, they're sword blades, really. And, uh, so the battle begins. And, and the naked heroes, they ain't having it. And, and they pull out from seemingly nowhere a massive array of murder weapons. Uh, George Michael Jackson has his gigantic chrome battle axe, but in typical Mara fashion, the head of the axe is not all that big. <laughs> and, and he's, and, uh, um, the woman pulls a shotgun out of her skinny ass, poured into jeans, like this huge, actually it's a sniper rifle. She pulls it out of her pants. Where the hell was that rifle? It doesn't really matter, does it? No, right? Uh, John Woo style handguns, uh, and, and they turn their corner That's of, yeah, of dimension 64789 into an extra dimensional bloodbath ballet as they bisect eviscerate and ventilate these subdemons in excruciating Benjamin Marr detail. I mean, he takes great pains with the bloodletting. Uh, I won't spill anything, but <laughs> one person gets chopped in half, and the, the blood is deliciously rendered. I mean, he goes almost to the point where the resolution of the print can't handle the detail. That's how, how finely tuned he went in there and just, there's stipple, there's time, there's a million different blood drops. Like he, um, Jackson cuts one of the creatures head to toe, bisects them straight down. And when it falls apart, you see all the blood flying all over the place. And you really got to get in there on the panel to see the detail because it's very, very fine. And it's printed on newsprint. So you have a, a tiny bit of bleed, not much, but I mean, the detail is, really really sharp um and and uh minuscule uh someone gets their head cut off and if i had to count the blood the number of drops in the blood spray i don't believe i'd be able to do it it looks like it took him forever to draw right wow um maybe he just sprayed blood well no after no it's it's not it's not like he got you know a toothbrush and flicked it with his hand or he did a, a blue on a brush tip no each droplet was was drawn painstakingly drawn um but the bizel homunculus is is not pleased that their children got uh turned into liquid and that's where i'm going to leave it it's eight pages you have to read this thing it's amazing and, and the artwork like i said is it's another mara milestone he he has this and i, I know jason's like <laughs> i i i, I find hey, some you do you buddy the, he has this beautiful chiaroscuro um, style where he'll throw down some really deep shadowy blacks, and then he lets the the light areas just just handle themselves. It it it's it's stark. It, it's high contrast. I think it's gorgeous. And I gotta say again, I, I mentioned this before. I think it's intentional. The uh, gaffs. Uh, in proportion that he likes to throw in. Like, for, for, on some characters, the hand is obviously too small for the arm. Or, or a character's head will be a, a little out of proportion, noticeably so, with, with the, the rest of the body. And I think it's intentional. Uh, 
because his artwork that imparts to me anyway into his artwork this teen enthusiasm as if this comic was drawn between uh by by a high school student a very talented high school student between periods you know what i mean it, the the subject matter is very in line very much in line with what a teenager would be interested in right demons and rock and roll and 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 motorcycles and extra dimensions and even his other stuff like gangster rap posse going around drinking beer taking drugs banging white chicks and and just like killing people you know what i mean it seems like the intelligence i don't want to say that but the 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 interests of the hand behind the work are out of line with the actual age of the artist and that works for me it's because the the enthusiasm of it is right there on the page i mean you can't make this shit up you cannot inject uh, a level of enthusiasm in say something you're not all that enthused to draw like if if benjamin mar got a job say drawing captain america i don't think it would possess the spark that this stuff has sure Mm -hmm. because he's drawn what he loves what he likes you know look i mean i i'm not i'm not gonna make any bones about i don't i don't I don't find his work very uh, appealing. Appealing, right. yeah. Thank you. Um, but I have read recently a number of interviews with him, and um, I, I guess, I guess if if he really was this genius, you and some other people perceive him to be, I wish he would let us in on the joke to prove no, it. No, <laughs> but the joke is not knowing. It's it's like it's like Andy Andy and again, Look, and again, this is one of those things. It's it's potato potato. I you, where you see genius, I see a joke, and 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 maybe neither one of us are wrong. Maybe he can be both. Maybe right, right. And maybe my point is is I feel, and again, this is just my my personal opinion that if there was a depth of person there beyond basically being a middle aged man who stunted as though he were a junior in high school. Um, I, I feel like it would come through in his interviews, and I don't see it. I see basically a dude that's a, a loser that doesn't make much of a living, that is at home and doesn't give a shit about the rest of the world and likes to draw these things and doesn't really care if one person buys them or not. And kudos to him for that. He, I mean, he doesn't have any commercial. Yes. But, but I just I – just, and again, maybe it is all a big – I think it's, it's an a, act. I do. Maybe it's an Andy Kaufman thing. Maybe it's but, – but I, I don't – I cannot give him the credit for it because I just I, – I don't – I, I just don't see it. I, I don't he, see he, it. I mean, he's picked up by galleries too. He has a, a show at the Pop Up Gallery in Brooklyn, <laughs> and in he's, our got, show, yeah. he's, he's got he's got one coming and up. Let me no. also say about that that in uh, Baltimore, having having um, some perf- having some people that I work with have extensive art collections, and having been to many an art show over the years in relation to that, um, you will never convince me that there aren't. Uh, that, that some of the quote unquote finest modern art in the world isn't a big big scam. Oh uh, sure. So the fact that he's being picked up in a gallery does not, to me, validate or invalidate his his work being genius or being a joke. And, and again, look, ultimately, as you always say, art is art. If if the, the fact that he's show, he has gallery showings proves that there are enough people who view his art as being. Um, uh, elevated and 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 worthy of. Right. I don't the, think it's so much elevated, though. I I think they're just recognizing it as art. To to elevate. Yeah, I mean, well, there's definitely yeah, I, a lowbrow component to all his work. I just don't think you. Well, okay, but I'm saying you don't. He's had multiple gallery showings this year. I don't. I don't, I don't think you have multiple gallery showings if there aren't some people who view your art as more than just right. A, a high school kid scribbling, you know, sophomore stuff into a book. 
so you could be right, and like I said, maybe we're both right. But for me, um, I I guess I uh, I have yet to see something from him that lets <laughs> me say, you know what? There's really the joke has been on us, and 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 maybe maybe that'll never happen. Maybe someday there'll be something that makes me think, wow, this guy really is. But if he's if he's if it's a big scam, if it's a if it's if the, if the joke is really on everybody, then he is uh, nearly unparalleled in his ability to. Uh, to stay in character, put maybe, it that way. Maybe he'll surprise you. Uh, I just, I think Mara is a huge inspiration to me uh, because from what I can see. See, I think you're a significantly better artist at every f- level than he is, but. No, I, I don't see that, but uh, the man is beholden to no one but himself. I mean, he's captain of the ship, steers it where he wants, makes the art he wants to make, and, and he doesn't take himself too seriously. In the, the inside back cover, as we've seen in other traditional comics from Mr. Mara, he has a short little bio, but the picture that accompanies this one is awesome. There's a, a huge Gothic church in the background, and it's burning. And Benjamin Mara's in the foreground, stripped to the waist, uh, and he has that uh, Sam Hain devil lock. His hair is pulled down, like... Over his, in between his eyes. Have you ever seen Sam Hain, the band, Glenn Danzig? Oh, how, sure. he, how he pulls the devil lock in front of his, his, his face. And there are playing cards flying around in the air. And it says about the author, Benjamin Mara is a writer and an artist. He is also, also an illusionist. A couple of his interests include the exploration of the dark realms and the magic scene. <laughs> it's fucked up. But it's so it's so funny. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just tapped into it. Uh, but as Naked Heroes number one proves, he'll just kick out eight pages just for the sake of a buttload of bloodletting, right? If if his art was a symphony, it's definitely one note, but it resounds with the joy of comic creation. I mean, it's it's there in the panels. You 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 can you can feel the enthusiasm. Uh, uh, a man and woman uh, rock and roll band traipsing across a an alien dimension killing shit like okay i wouldn't think that would be enough to to uh devote uh my time to a project but he makes it work i mean i i, I would think the premise would be a little thin but no it it's just it's it's such a joy to look at his artwork um and read his stories naked heroes number 1 is not not for sale on Mara's traditional comic site. The cover price is only a dollar, uh, but you can't get it through his site. Though he has had copies available at his convention appearances, so the only place you're going to get your hands on this, save traveling to a con, is inside the vinyl release of Demon the Whiskey Down. But here's the good part: on the uh, Drugfront Records site, and I'll put the link in the show notes for this episode. The vinyl CD digital download combo. You get the album with the comic, a CD, and a link to download the digital versions of the songs is fifteen dollars. Wow. That that's extremely affordable, right? Uh they do, however, offer the album as a free download. You can go onto the site, download the whole thing for free. So if you're a cheap bastard, you can download it for nothing, sustain yourself on the creativity of others like a lowly art lamprey, and live <laughs> with the guilt for the rest of your life. But if you want to pay for this shit, as you should, go to the drug record, drug front record site and grab it because you get 
a fantastic album. Like I said, it's been on constant rotation at my house for what? I got it Monday since then. I haven't stopped playing it. And you get a great comic by a genius uh, craftsman. So all the links to Drug Front Records, Naked Heroes, and Benjamin Marsite will be in the show notes for this episode. So do it. It's great stuff. My God. Cool. Let's just listen to it. You, you heard it at the beginning of the of the episode. It's freaking fantastic stuff. I had a couple guys at work who I, I uh, to, turned on uh, to the album say, how have I not heard about this? This is just so good. There you go. Nice. Sorry. Sorry for those who don't like Mara. But I don't <laughs> give a shit. I don't give a shit. No, not Jason. I mean listeners. I don't give a shit. There are other people who have expressed their um, I don't get it on Twitter. And I'm sorry, but I get it. I hope. <laughs> Well, ultimately, that's what all art's about, right? I mean, you betcha. Yeah, I don't get Mondrian, but I don't, uh, <laughs> I don't discount his. Uh, Yo, have you ever had that Mon that that Mondrian cake? <laughs> Yo, it's legit, son. <laughs> that's legit. <laughs> it is. Hey, eleven o'clock, sir. This is Ralph. Um, I recently reread um Born Again. It's one of the great stories of comics. I'm actually quite shocked that a lot of people haven't read it. I had the trade paperback. I was preparing myself for Avengers versus X-Men, so I had the trade paperback of that. I had a long drive to Buffalo, had some time to read. So I read um, X-Men versus Avengers first, then I read um, Daredevil Born Again. Daredevil Born Again is a masterpiece story. More people should pick it up. Later. Pick us up, Chris. Uh, Piss off! What is that? Wait a minute! Um, <laughs> oh damn! <laughs> uh, one of my uh, uh, one of my favorite series had another um, awesome hardcover come out. Um, Dark Horse has uh, has been releasing after the uh, the Hellboy uh, uh, definitive editions. The the, the super nice ones they uh they've been doing some really nice uh collections for bprd yes. and the the third uh the third one's out Damn the it. third third one came out last week uh the bprd <sighs> plague of plague of frogs so there is one more collection to go and then you'll be all sorts of uh uh all sorts of caught up with your with your bprd and uh so yeah the the third one's out and it is um spoilers it's oh, no i'm not even gonna say it because people a lot of people haven't read all this thank stuff. you because i have uh, the second one right here on my regina yeah because there's some stuff that happens regina. in 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 the second hardcover where a uh, character slash characters kind of leave and uh and mignola has been very uh forthcoming that you know when the things things happen in the BPRD universe, and they happen for a reason, and they're permanent. And uh, so there's some fallout in the third hardcover that is is really good. And uh, uh, the first mini, uh, in particular, the Universal Machine, is is it's a lot of different stuff. It's a it's kind of a creepy horror story, but then there's a whole other side story of the. Uh, uh, kind of the, the the getting the gang together around the campfire uh, where they all uh, tell each other's origin stories. So you get to know more about Diamo and and um, and Johan. It's uh, it's great stuff. I mean, BPRD consistently over the last ten years. I mean, it 
it might be the best book of the last 10 years. It, it's got to be in the conversation of just like consistently great comics coming out of, out of Dark Horse with, um, with BPRD. I, I actually enjoy the series more than, than a lot of Hellboy comics. Which is, it's, wow. and, and there's, you know, I'm a huge Hellboy fan, probably my favorite character, but BPRD is so good. Just every issue is so good. And it's, um, whenever you read the first hardcover, which is a great way to, to read all of these, you can tell, I mean, there was, there was a, um, a building block phase where they had a lot of different artists that were just kind of taking their shot of, of doing some different BPRD stories. And when Guy Davis takes that book over, it just becomes a fucking tour de force. It's his. It is. He owns it. God, he is so good. Yep. Guy Davis is, and I remember, man, I remember a lot of Hellboy and BPRD fans when they announced that Guy Davis was taking over on BPRD. You would have thought that they had just thrown the Holy Grail out with the with the evening trash. That that oh my, Guy Davis, how is he gonna you know fit the feel of this book? And he fucking owns it now. It is, yeah. Oh, so good. BPRD continues to be so good. And I guess there's some there's some big stuff going on with uh with Hellboy and the BPRD universe this mm-hmm. year. So um looking forward to uh to keeping up with that and, and reading it. But uh yeah, um BPRD Plague of Frogs Hardcover three is out in the the value on those things. What are they? Like thirty bucks? Not even thirty bucks? Um I think they're thirty nine, aren't they? No, uh, thir- I wanna- Thirty-four ninety-nine. Oh, okay, yeah. and it's a healthy, healthy. Um, not to talk poorly about other companies that would put out "quote unquote" premier hardcovers that are six issues for thirty dollars. I mean, these things are these are thick hardcovers for yeah. thirty-five bucks. Not only hardcovers, but trade paperbacks are getting disgustingly uh, expensive from yep. cer- certain companies. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I think that um, I think that people that publishers have maybe figured out the fact that so that everything gets discounted, whether it's at the comic shop or at Amazon, and you were getting thirty-five to forty percent off. So I think that that the price adjustment is in effect. Well, I think they're going to adjust themselves out of a lot of sales. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. But um, Mignola <coughs> is drawing the Hellboy story to a close, isn't he? Isn't this the third and last cycle yeah. of, of Hellboy? Yeah. I think he's, um, he's going to be back um, drawing some stuff. Um, yeah. He wants to do the last couple, uh, last story, last couple stories, right? And he so should. If, yeah. Right. I, I think I know what's going to happen. Um, you know, I don't know if they are the last stories. I think that they are, I think it's a big, a big turning point. I don't think that you'll ever see him completely abandon the Hellboy character or the Hellboy universe, but. Um, Maybe not the universe, but I don't think the character of Hellboy is going to make it out of the big story. I don't know. Um, I, I'm, I'm, ga- I'm guessing, right? That, Boy, I mean, what a what a, a sacrifice to make because I mean this is I mean that that's exactly is, what it's going to be. 
I mean, I Hellboy think. is the poster child for. Do, I mean, before Walking Dead, there was Hellboy, folks. You know, it's that is that is the character that that people look at and say, yeah, if you want to do your creator own stuff, this is this is the the gold standard. So, well, yeah, but I mean, the prophecy. He is the har- harbinger of doom, right? Uh-huh. He 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 is going to ins- lead the charge of the legions of hell, and I think there's only one way to stop that. Take yourself out of the equation. Knock him out the box, yo. Yo. Yeah. But did you see the? I think it was the the last episode <laughs> of Mad. There was a Hellboy short yeah. on it. I saw the commercial. I didn't see the segment. <laughs> oh Jesus, it was funny. That's that's. The, what was it? The kid was trying to cut paper. He needed a pair of scissors. Yeah, and, 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 and he, he needed left-handed scissors. He needed left-handed scissors, <laughs> right? That was the whole thing. And 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 Hellboy walks in and he goes, "How about the left hand of doom?" And the kid's like, yeah. "All I want is a pair of scissors to cut oh, this that's paper." Funny. That's funny. <laughs> the best was Hellboy made a joke about how all it is is a regular pair of scissors with with some green plastic coating on the top. <laughs> and I was like, "He's so right." As a left-handed kid growing up, you'd always be handed the green left-handed scissors, and they were the same scissors just with a green coating on them. Yeah, <laughs> that show is so damn smart. It really it is. is. It's great stuff. It's funny too because my boys insist on watching it like the second it comes out, and I sit there and watch it with them. And like, I think it's hilarious, and like they love the show and always want to watch it, but they don't get like ninety percent of it. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, <laughs> David love it. I do, I do. Well, I, I, I'm a big fan of uh, Cartoon Network from like five o'clock to almost eight. 30 or so. Oh, Thundercats was so good, man, coming back. I is, know, it, is it? Is it? And no, I, I kind of fell off the Thundercats. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, well, it just it came back. Good. It was off for like four months. I Dude, mean, the yeah. toys are expensive. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, don't know. I, w- I want to get the big-ass Mumra, but it's like, what? That, that's how much it is? No, I don't think so. Nah, son. No. Nah. <laughs> oh, man. I, I, so David, you have, an, you have a part two. Oh, yeah. I guess this. I guess this is gonna be. Even doesn't like nothing. Uh, th- this episode. I. We really don't. I don't. I don't. I hate all shit. It's um. This is Marvel. I, I read. Uh, uh, oh yeah. <laughs> I don't know, dude. Here's 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 Groner number two. Um, you know, I I liked. I still like. I can sit down and I'll read. Uh, Superman for all seasons. I'll read Spider-Man Blue. Um, I read some things that I think Jeff Loeb does very well, and and then oh no, I'll unfortunately Uh-oh. like say Wolverine Evolution, and most recently I'll I'll finish Avengers X Sanction. Oh, and it was so oh my god! I don't I think I thought this was like taking place almost the way the characters were talking in like Neil Gaiman's sixteen oh two universe or just like it was a what if type story because these are not the Marvel Universe characters that are in every other Marvel Universe comic book every month. I have no idea who the hell this Wolverine was, who the Spider Man was, who I just I was completely baffled as to what I mean first of all, this did not need to be four issues. Uh wow. it, it was just I mean Dialogue-wise, it was rough. McGinnis and Vine still good at what they do, um, but this was just this really was Loeb making sure that no matter what 
the Avengers or Cyclops and Hope through at Cable, he was coming out on top. And it was just, it was very hard to, I'll say, even though it's a comic book, it was very hard to believe that these things would actually happen. Well, where's the problem? Uh, well, the, the, all right, the, 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 so the techno virus completely takes him over. Everything was just, it was, it was too nice and tidy a wrap up and it was just, it was too drawn out. It, it was, it, I was not happy at all. And I can only hope that, um, I mean, it, 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 obviously we had to get to where we get where we ended up in the fourth issue with especially what, what, what happened when, when hope went to visit Ethan and, and, uh, and, and Cyclops saw what happened when they had their little, when, when hope talked to him, we didn't, we didn't need to take such a scenic route. It was, it was just, I don't know if I could use the term like, like heavy handed or hand fisted. It just, I just was not, Happy with 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 the the road that 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 we travel down to 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 get to that those last few pages. I mean, this whole this is supposed to play into AVX, and I mean the 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 hardcover is solicited to to come out in in the next couple of weeks, and, and you know, and it's one of the things just like um, Avengers: The Children's Crusade. You know, they're gonna they they recommend it to as a primer for. Avengers versus X Men, but um, for for Cable to return in this story, it the way Cable went out was kind of lessened a little bit, just just because of how this story played out. I just I was not I was not happy at all. I would I would definitely. Um, I would say I'll go ahead and I'll, I'll say I will. I, I would have people steer clear of the story. Yes, I agree. A total and complete hot mess on every front. Story ridiculous. Not even feeling the art. I know. I know you're a big McGinnis fan, uh, Vince, and certainly I, I enjoyed some of his work on the Hulk when he did it. But this, I just thought the whole thing was an absolute mess. Whole thing was a mess. Totally rough. Yeah. Oh. And it's I know. I, I, I mean, seriously, no, how bad can it be? No, it's got cable you, in it. No, seriously. No. You, no. If I mean, that's, you, if that's you not, read that, this, that, that's not the cure all, Vince. No, oh, yes, it is. Oh, no, no Vince. If, if, you, if you read this, you tell me if that's cable in this book. Does, should it have been called Cable Destroys the Marvel Universe? <laughs> like, does he kick ass in the whole thing? Not really. Oh. He takes oh. out He takes out some of the Avengers. So it's just like, it's just, it was not. No, it, it, um, and I really, we, I, I think we try to, it's weird. I, I hate, I don't, I don't hate, I, I don't want to um, talk badly about anything, but, but, but when I've read a few things recently in, in preparation for the show or things that I think I want to talk about, and, and I recently only read things that just left a bad taste in my mouth, and I'm, you know, unfortunately, I'm, I'm going to talk about things that really didn't tickle my fancy, and it just happened that, that for this episode, I read two things that that I really didn't agree with, but wow. or didn't agree with me. But it, it I was not I because I, I read the first issue and I'm like, all right, and then I get to the second issue and I'm like, 
Captain America would not fall for that move. And and it just it just really got worse from there. I don't know, seriously, dude. I mean, of all the years, and it's Steve Rogers, it's not like it's Bucky. And I mean it's 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 Steve Rogers, and you know the dude can fight his way out of anything. And 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 for some it's it's like it's like that episode of Spider-Man and his amazing friends when Wolverine was thrown into the brick wall and he's and he's sticking straight out like a lawn. <laughs> And instead of like, and he was Australian. And he was Australian, but it's just like I don't. Oh, that's a funny visual, but it's just it. The story just it. It basically, Jeff Loeb kind of just said, you know what? I don't care what powers these characters have and what they've done in the past that you know would would prevent these situations from happening. I need to get from here to here, and I'm just going to run roughshod over anything that anybody else. Has ever written about these characters? Well, well, he he does fall back on formula from time to time. Like if you look at his Superman Batman work and the thing that he did in the Hulk, what what he likes to do is when I sometimes I can tell when when there's really not all that great of an idea behind the story, he'll just take a bunch of like un, unconnected characters and right. then he'll contrive a connection. Like, okay. like, look at his Hulk stuff. He threw Namor in there. Well, yeah, the, the thing, defenders and the, the, the defenders. The, right, and and then he he made the, the offenders. Oh, yeah, the Hulk. Right, he just takes a bunch of a bunch yeah. of a bunch of characters, throws them in a blender, and then he contrives a solution from it. He does that almost all the time. I can't speak for the the non superhero work that that he's done. Like, what is? Didn't he do the the? Who, who's working on the twelve? That's Straczynski, right? Yeah, whenever Cable seems not Cable, uh, Loeb seems to tackle the big names. He always approaches it the same way. Let's put as many characters in here as we possibly can, and then we'll put them through the meat grinder, and then I'll make up some kind of solution why they're all here. You know, it's, it's it, it seems like that's the way he goes, and I expect huge casts of characters when I read a Loeb comic book. Okay, you see, just what he just seems to do, but in this case. I haven't read it, so I can't speak about it, but it just sounds like Loeb is just falling back on what Loeb does. He gets a chance to write a bunch of different characters, and then he makes up something at the end. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you it know, was, I, like I said, I, I, I thought that the last couple of pages, I mean, they didn't absolve the previous 90-something pages, but the, the they, I, I think the, the turn of events at the end, could be interesting, and and I see where it's going for, for for this big blockbuster event that we have coming towards us. But yeah, just just like I said, I don't, I don't want to harp on it, but just getting there was 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 rough. Yeah. I mean, look what he did in Hulk, Electra, you know, Deadpool, like they just Moon Knight, bring in all these different yeah. characters. Let me just use them. Yeah, I I, because it's Cable, I'll probably read it. No, I can't, no, no. I, I can't, I can't no, say no to, to Nathan. As, as a cable fan, I, I would expect you to. I would think you would. But when you do, when you do get around to it, I, I just, mm-hmm. I, I'd like to know your thoughts on this particular cable. Yeah, Truth. I'll probably find it all surface and really enjoy it because I do love the art team a lot. Yeah, no, I mean it's, it wasn't. It, it, I, I agree with Jason to a degree where it's, it's. I don't think it's McGinnis's. High point. It's. I, I think his work on Hulk was better. Um, Who colored it? It, it, it kind of uh, was, was it. Was it Maury? Does it? It may. It may have been Maury. Um, it. Uh, it kind of reminds me a little bit, which I wasn't so thrilled with the three issues of JLL Classified. 
that 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 opening arc. I think more oh, wrote, but it was it was like yeah. I wasn't I I wasn't really thrilled with like his Flash or Wonder Woman in that story. It kind of reminds me of that a little bit. I'll probably enjoy it then. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Hola, eleven o'clock. This is Haas. I just bought my ticket to the this year's New York Comic Con, and I feel a little uh, spunky right now. So, Chris Neesman, I want to challenge you to an arm wrestling competition. We'll do this, Neesman. Are you up for it? Let me know. It's Haas. I'm out. We got more stuff, or, or do we? We still have time, yeah. I mean, my, my in your travels will definitely be uh, a something that'll that I enjoy reading. So. All right, we'll we'll throw Chris a bone and do a two-hour episode this week. Mm-hmm. Hey, every it's supposed bone. to be a two-hour episode. Supposed to? Where where are these rules? Who makes them? I see. I see no disclaimer. <laughs> hey, everybody! Thanks for being here with us. As usual, this episode has been sponsored by Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com. Get your books, get them cheap, get them fast, and get them secure. What else can you say? Discount Comic Book Service. Keep an eye out for that Creepy Presents Richard Corbin hardcover. 50% off. You don't have very much longer to order it because, as Jason reminded me, the orders cycle at the beginning of the month, and that's happening soon. Okay? Jump on over if you are a new DCPS customer, you get an extra 8% off your order. That's even more discount. David, yeah. what's the code that they should enter into the slot? EOC and the number 8. That's right. EOC 8, an extra 8%. Mind-boggling. It's baffling how much of a discount they give you. And do not forget, May 12th. Summit City Comic Con, downtown Fort Wayne, Indiana, at the Grand Wayne Center. We said Gabriel Hardman, Mike Norton, Tom Scholey, and Katie Cook. And happy um, birthday to Tom Scholey, by the way. That's yes. right. Happy birthday, Tom. Thanks yeah, for looking forward you to seeing him in C two E two. It's gonna be awesome. He told me he's gonna run the other way. Sees you. Yeah, we got to talk about um, Tom and where he's gonna be at the at the show. <laughs> yeah. $10 gets you in. If you're a child, 12 and under, you're getting free with a paid adult admission. Tickets at the door. For more information, go to www.summitcitycomiccon.com. Do it. Do it. Jason. Dude, we don't, <laughs> we don't have to do it in front and back. No, we don't. All right. Dude, just, I, just say, just give I me the date. 10 minutes talking about it. We don't yeah, even go to the Wild Pig Show. <laughs> Blah, done. <laughs> You kill me. We don't have to stay. We already value. spent 40 minutes at the intro to do this stuff. Don't have to. Yeah, we man. Give these, we want to give these people value, don't we? Right. It, if, you, if you want to hear about the Summit City... or the A five-hour fucking episode. It, 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 what it is. That's because I don't view it as a job. I view it as, as a joy. As pleasure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, if you'd like to hear... If you want to be reminded about the Wild Pig thing, Rewind. To the beginning of the episode. <laughs> and, and you know, comics.com. There you go. May 5th and May 6th. Wow. In your travels. I don't know. I don't have a, a whole bunch enough. I don't know. Uh, so I don't, I don't know oh, because. Wing it. What came out today? What'd you leave the store with? <laughs> I only uh, bought, I only bought one new comic today. Yeah. What was that? Uh, I upgraded my, com- my issue of Howard the Duck number eight because the one I had was ragged as hell. So uh-huh. I got a nice, very fine copy of Howard the Duck number eight. Uh-huh. That's the Howard run for president. Oh, that's and the new- how much did that set you back? Two dollars. 
Nice. That's I'm telling you, I got a, I got a great LCS. You do. And, uh, I do. Um, but I did leave with a new comic, and it's uh, Tarot, Witch of the Black Rose, numbers, number 73, part two. No, definitely not. Part two of the, the uh, three-part appearance by the Little Kittens. Perfect weapons. If you like boobies and crotchets and women and sex and yes. mayhem, get tarot, which of the black rose. It's boobalicious. There, uh, I should do a count of how many boobs are in this thing and how many crotchets. Because better be I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure, well, I'm sure I'm at least there are many, many. Well, no, 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 sometimes he doesn't. Like sometimes uh, skips two panels. No, Jim's Jim's kind of odd. He'll have an issue with yes, no easy in it at all. Down. There won't be every episode you see tit. No, <laughs> there's not. I mean, oh man, look at that. Uh, but. Sometimes he won't put any nudity in at all. He just does the story. He serves the story. If, if, if <laughs> the 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 uh, kittens are fighting a bunch of robots, and wouldn't you know it, these robots have Roman hands because their their shirts get ripped and their their panties get ripped and their everything. It's it's pretty cool. I like Tarot a lot. It's a it's it, it's a joy. We know. Um, joy, in your travels, um, do yourself a favor and. Uh, one of the, the best places I've seen for some awesome recommendations, David talked about it earlier, go to the forum and check out the 999 challenge. And there are so many recommendations on comics you've heard about and not read, comics you haven't heard about and haven't read, and everything in between. It is, it's turning into a really awesome resource for, uh, uh, for new stuff, if you're, you know, kind of like me and a little burnt out on uh, on, on some of the the superhero fare, really good place to pick up some uh, uh, some recommendations on some yeah. comics to kind of uh, reinvigorate your love uh, of the medium. No doubt. I mean, I'm not even in the challenge, and I'll be checking out the thread from time to time just Absolutely. to see if there's sure. something out there that I want to check out. Yep. Got to go add tarot to my list. Yes. Oh, definitely. Yeah, are there collections out there? That, uh, and, and yeah, it does, but they're, it, they're they're expensive. Of course they are. Well, yeah, they're, they're, they're you can't read. No, it's it's weird because the issues are two ninety five, but the trades are like twenty four dollars. For I mean, the value is not in the trades. Are they laminated so the pages don't stick together? I don't know. The value is definitely in the single issues. <laughs> That's funny. As far as tarot goes. Yeah. Great. Well done, David. You got to pay to play. The uh, thank you, Chris. The um, well, three words. For my in your travels, Vince did talk about this recently. All I want to say is still Harvey Tubman. Oh, oh, respect. So that is uh, that. Definitely check out Haunt. I've uh, I do believe I'm caught up. It was like twenty. It was nineteen, twenty, and twenty-one is the new creative team so far, right? Nathan Foxy. Um, yeah, how's he doing? Twenty. No, oh. twenty. He's not. He didn't draw twenty-two. Okay. Oh. All right. Then I haven't read. But it's still good. Yet. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's exactly no, they're, they're, who drew it. The art is fantastic. Um, same he colorist uh, who, who's uh, coloring Batman by by Pakulo uh, and, and uh, Jonathan Glapion. It's 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 crazy. It's it's kind of almost for me. Haunt is like a palate cleanser because I mean, whatever else I'm reading, I can just read Haunt, and it's like it wipes away anything else. Well, I should have I I, think I should have read Haunt after I read X Sanction. It was uh, it's just. 
good stuff. I, I really do enjoy Haunt. I'm I'm sorry for those of you who may be missing the creative team and and you know and and long for the days of of 90s books. There's plenty of things out there for you to get that from, but this is different and quite enjoyable. John Lucas drew 22, and it's it's kind of crazy because on the front on the cover it says Nathan Fox, and on the inside uh, page where they list the creative teams it says uh, Joe Casey writer art Nathan Fox, but Nathan oh, Fox did not draw this. That's John uh, Lucas uh, interesting. Did. They, uh, DC they just, kind of also had that faux pas with, um, Catwoman. It, it had March on the cover credits, but it's actually penciled and inked by, um, Adriana Mello. And, oh, they, they, they worked on Witchblade and Miss Marvel together for a while. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, so, oh. so can't always go by the credits, but there yeah. you go. There's an yeah, in your travels, Witchblade. Um, Tim Seeley's Witchblade has been really good. I'm enjoying the hell out of it. Awesome. You know, I I jumped on because of Seely, and uh, it's it's very different from the Mars, which very but, different, yeah. But it's it's a good thing because mm-hmm. I I think the the Mars mythology was great. Uh, that that whole thing he created in that long stretch of issues. But I'm kind of I'm kind of glad. Yeah. It's well, kind of what we were uh, talking about with with Cap. It's like sometimes yeah. you just you need to go in a different direction, and it's it's Sarah Pizzini supernatural private eye and i'm i'm kind of digging that yeah and i'm I'm liking that the art is very different from from sedgwick's work the painted stuff's great but a big chunk of painted stuff i need i need something else i i I need to change and this is exactly what i think the title needed that's cool if you still like Sedgwick stuff you can get that in artifacts right isn't he still doing artifacts i'm just gonna ask yeah uh, how's how's artifacts doing I stopped after f- issue uh, fourteen. Wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, let's see. In your travels, uh, if you want something that's a bit out there but is freaking unbelievably entertaining, I would point you to the extreme reboot of Profit, which uh, is written by Mr. Brandon Graham, who I think we'll be talking about a little bit more next week, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and drawn by a number of artists. Uh, to to date, most of the issues have been by Simon Roy, but I know there's going to be a bunch of other people on there. And Sarah, Farrell Dalrymple just did an issue, and um, we talked about the first issue, uh, which was issue 21, and it's just crazy future sci-fi where uh, just nothing is as you would expect. I mean, um, in the, in the last issue. He loses his arm, and freaking his the little um, the little like uh, symbiote that he has around him, you know, the, the mm-hmm. little gelatinous thing, just like without even just crawls over the stump and just like cauterizes the wound, and then he passes out next to a bunch of like dead alien bodies, and he wakes up, and the uh, the the thing has attached a, an alien arm to his to his stump, so now he has an alien arm. Like it's like. The craziest stuff, dude, but it's so much fun, and the art is just bonkers. So um, I'm enjoying the hell out of this book. It's so much fun. It just explodes your mind. So Preach. look it up. Yep. Yep. And uh, Royal Boilers uh, doing, um, that's Graham's uh, yes. Twitter or name. He's doing, I think, the next Web issue. URL. Yeah. Yeah. So great. You can't go wrong with that book. You cannot. Did we cover everyone? Is that it? That's yeah, it. we did. So, oh, we gotta go. Aww. That's, that's no fun. No fun. 
No fear, I think no we, should, we should whoop All it up for another, another half end. hour. <laughs> That's not entirely true. No? I don't think so. Oh, I'm reading no. some Fantastic Four. Whatever. From yeah. where? Not, not the Hickman stuff. It's the miniseries that Joe Casey did, First Family. Ah, Chris oh, yeah. Weston and, and Gary Erskine drew it. Oh, my God. They it's fantastic. Oh, Jesus, is it good. So different, too. Well, it's Joe Casey. You would expect different when, when that man is at the helm. But it's it's just, I'll talk about it next week, I guess. It's just amazing. Cool. Six issues. Yeah. Have you ever read it? Yes. Did you love it? I don't remember it, to be honest with you. <laughs> oh. Okay, no, I mean, I'll, you know, I just, so I don't, sure. like, I, I don't, yeah, I don't, you'll have to, maybe when you talk about it, you'll remind me of it. Okay, we'll do that next week. Yeah. All right, In addition guys, to all the stuff Dalek, Dalek Vance, tell all the kids goodbye. Shit. Or all exterminate. All the single latest. Exterminate. 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 Exterminate.